are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday, three days away. Razorback football will be kicking off against the Rice Owls in Fayetteville, which, let's be honest, we're just balls deep in excitement. Like, we could not be more excited than what we're going through today. And it's just, uh, it's so much fun to be able to talk about it, to be able to preview it. And that's pretty much what we're going to be doing all week long on the podcast. As uh, again, appreciate everyone subscribing to the podcast and listening in and all of that. Uh, as we're having various guests to break down this game, not only this game, but college football in general. And we're going to keep that going because we have a very special guest here on the podcast today, and it is J.P. Heath, who is the voice of the Rice Owls. And I always look at it from this perspective, that if you're going to have somebody on to talk about an opposing team, there's no better person than to have someone who calls the games, who knows the players, and has a passion for it as well. And I like a little bias too. So it, it's it's always fun to talk with some of the voice guys of opposing teams, that is for sure. And J.P. Heath is our guest here on the podcast today. So let's go ahead and welcome him in on the phone lines. J.P., appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Oh, I am outstanding. Can't wait for Saturday. Appreciate the uh, time letting me on here. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, let's just start with the Rice Owls. Obviously, uh, this is a game that, that's been on the schedule for a bit, and uh, you're entering into technically the fourth season of, uh, of Coach Bloomgren down there as well. So what's the expectation? What's the feel? What's the overall vibe right now for Rice football? I mean, obviously excitement being just the start of a year of one, but also excitement because we only played half a season last year. We had uh, some restrictions from the university, couldn't play the first half of the year, and then we had two other or three other games canceled because of uh, different COVID protocols. So there's also potential new quarterback coming in, depending on who walks out there behind center. So, and, and a really good defense, I think, too. So all around, it's just they can't wait to to fly in and hopefully get out with the W from the Rice State. You mentioned new quarterback, but overall, is this team more similar or different with returning players from last season? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I would say ideally similar because Coach Bloomgren's really trying to change the the culture around to this intellectual brutality. Like they're going to hit you and hit you and hit you. So in that sense, it's the same, but they want to be a little more West Coasty with the offense. And uh, Luke McCaffrey might give that to them. Wiley Green, uh, depending on who the starter is, hopefully he's been on target in the in the preseason too. They just need some more explosive plays. So. I mean, I could really go both ways with it, but I think hopefully it's 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 different in the sense that they get more explosive plays and have a better running game. But they they found a lot with their defense. This is a team that is built around its defense, at least right now. Well, you mentioned uh, Luke McCaffrey, which I know a lot of people know a lot because of the family relation that he has to Christian McCaffrey, but also Wiley Green. You know, we've we've seen college football teams heading to the first game of the season with an oar attached to the depth chart when it comes to the quarterbacks. But uh, what, what's the reasoning behind it? Is are they both just neck and neck? Do they bring different styles? Uh, wh- why is the reason behind not having a starting quarterback name just yet heading into this game? To two of those questions, yes and yes. I think. Look at it from our perspective. Here's what I and I do not know. You got to trust. I do not know who's going to be behind center 
uh, on that first snap. But, I mean, it doesn't behoove Coach Bloomgren to say, yep, uh, Luke McCaffrey is going to be the guy, and or Wiley Green's going to be that. that. That gives Coach Pittman and the, and the crew a little more time to kind of deviate a different game plan. So he said they'll both play, and I, I trust him with that. And I think that will happen, uh, whether it's 80% McCaffrey and a couple series from Green or 80% from Green and a couple series for McCaffrey. McCaffrey's more of the home run threat, former four-star recruit out of Nebraska. And, and he's a dude that, that we don't see a lot of this group of five level. Uh, Wiley Green, Steady Eddie, Mr. Veteran, fourth year in the system. Either one of those they're very comfortable with at quarterback. McCaffrey more of the home run threat, but Green knows the offense and can make the solid throws. So they both have their strengths. Who are some of the other playmakers we can look out for, both offensively and defensively? Well, I think right when you finish that sentence, the very first one, I'm looking at my my spotting chart here, is Bradley Roger. Um, He is 6'5" can run, can jump, can go up and get it. He, he's a wide receiver that makes a difference. Um, on the offensive line, you don't think of playmakers on the offensive line, but they've got a uh, really steady offensive line. Shea Baker, versatile in the middle, number 58. Uh, on the defensive side, Elijah Garcia, their nose tackle, he's tied as far as returning guys coming back. He's He's tied for the, lead, the the team lead in tackle. I mean, how often do you hear that from a defensive lineman's perspective? Uh, we, we missed George Niaqual last year at free safety. He's that big, bad wolf over the middle. So I, I, I'd say those few guys, that, that Niaqual at the back of the defense, I mean, this is a team built around its defense, and for them to win, it can't be a shootout game. And uh, you'll have to hear a lot from those names from the Rice uh, perspective they have a chance here Saturday we continue our discussion with JP Heath here in just a second first I gotta tell you about Built Bar and how listen even though summer is starting to come to an end it doesn't feel like it weather-wise at least here in the state of Arkansas you're still wanting to make sure that you're staying healthy staying you know and fit and staying good in shape and once uh, Thanksgiving comes around it may change a little bit but still Built Bar is the best thing for you when you want to have something that's healthy something that tastes great and something that's easy to use and the best thing about it is that they only have they have 17 grams of protein but with only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar and they have nine delicious flavors to choose from go to billbar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your first order again use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at billbar.com you are locked on razorbacks your daily arkansas razorbacks podcast Speaking with J.P. Heat, the voice of the Rice Owls here on Out of Bounds. Now, J.P., talking about Coach Bloomgren, uh, he's got he's got a pretty great background. Obviously, uh, he was a former player in tight end. He coached in the NFL with the New York Jets. And uh, most recently, before taking the job at Rice, he was assistant head coach, offensive coordinator, and also the offensive line coach. So he has a lot of offensive line background, similar to what Sam Pittman does as being a head coach. Does that... We think it's a unique spin having a head coach as a, that was known as an offensive line coach here at Arkansas. What's that like there at Rice having a, kind of a misnomer where you have a coach that has been an offensive line coach for a long time but now is a head coach? Yeah, it's really not that common. Coach Bloomgren, even, we talked about that on our uh, our Monday Rice Coaches show with Bloomgren, and you just don't see it. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't happen that much. And he, th- he says they're – 
they're both cut out of the same cloth. They just go about it different ways. Uh, we're not on offense. We're not going to go four wide like uh, Kendall Bryles will and beat you vertically. Um, we're going to play that bully ball, like Coach Pittman said in his notes earlier this week. So they're cut from the same cloth, but they do it such a different way. On our offense, they're trying to open it up and speed things up in a sense to make it a little more vertical. We'll have Marcus Tuiasa Sopo. He, uh, you mentioned Coach Bloomgren when he was with the Jets. Uh, Coach Tui was player Tui back then. He was with the Jets. Um, as a quarterback. So now he's ROC. So, and even Mike Devlin, who was the Texans offensive line coach, he is now um, a volunteer assistant with Rice. So it, it comes down, like we all know I'm a big fella, a big Texan. It comes down to the big guys up front. Y'all know that. Coach Pittman knows that. And, and we know that too. Uh, they don't get their names in the papers or on the radio as much, but it's all about who wins that battle up front. And for us, it's going to take a long time to see that throughout the season, how that identity forms. And it's, it's, a, it's a great great battle to watch coming here Saturday. With Arkansas and Rice getting together, it's a non-conference game, but how is Rice expected to stack up in Conference USA this year? I was just talking about that in our preview show earlier. I think they had uh, Rice's pick, but fourth or fifth in the West Division. I don't pay any much if any attention uh to that not to have <laughs> the people that vote i don't want them to be slumping their shoulders and get sad but i, I don't it's good preseason hype and fodder and obviously feels good time on on talk radio but come 106 on saturday doesn't mean anything you got to go out and play you got to prove it so they're picked even one the athletic win a thing that um even had one voter having rice win the conference. Um, this might not be there either win conference USA, but I, I see them finishing in the top three. Hopefully they win it, but uh, to, hopefully they take a big step forward in the conference USA West division. You know, one of the cool things about this game too, JP, is the fact that there's a lot of history between these two programs. You know, normally mm-hmm. if you're playing, uh, uh, if Arkansas is playing, for instance, they play Georgia Southern later this year. Uh, you know, they're, they've never played before, so it, it's kind of intriguing that way. But this is one of the few times you get a non-conference game against a team that's not only you have history with, but was part of the same conference that you were a part of. Uh, does that ever like factor into anything? As people are pretty aware of that in, at Rice as far as the history between these two programs and the fact that Arkansas just owns a six-game lead in the all-time series? Yeah, of course. I'd say we have some old-timers at Rice that, that figures in the most. Because, I, like you know, I don't know how old y'all are, but as, as we get older, like, oh, yeah, I remember back then and that day, funny, you know, it was, it was good. Like, we all get to that stage. And we got a lot of Rice people that, that love going back to those days in the Southwest Conference. We had a good friend of mine uh, forever and a day. He's been uh, around the program, and he loves talking about old Southwest Conference stories. He, was, uh, he, he really admired Ken Hatfield. And Ken Hatfield did so much for Rice. Uh, down here, and he's thought of in such high regard. Just a man um, he was while representing the Blue and Gray down here. So, yeah, in me, in my formative years, I mean, old, and I'm a Texas native, but I love watching uh, A&M in Texas, and I love watching Trevor Cobb when he was dominating at Rice in the backfield, winning Dove Walker, and I love when they, in, in Texas and Arkansas, would play, you know. There's, there's nothing quite – 
quite like it. And I love that history. I think, it'll, I mean, you don't want to live in the past too much, you know, we want to look forward, but at the same time, you know, that it's, it's a great feeling when that laundry is going against each other on Saturday. How would you say Rice is as a program since those Southwest Conference days? And you're asking a good question, a, a simple, good question. They're, the last couple years, they haven't been what they think they could be. Won the conference championship in 2013. Uh, David Bailiff, a guy that I really love and admire a lot, he, he got them to the apex, winning the conference championship. So I think being a regular contender for a bowl, that's, that's the new standard. That's what they want to get to. And then compete for conference championships, play in big games like this, and then uh, two weeks playing the state school in Austin. You know, like, that is what it's about, getting the world-class education. They're playing the big-time college football. So they're definitely on the improvement, but they're not where they want to be yet. But he's he's changing that identity and, and getting them to where he thinks that they can be. We'll continue our discussion with J.P. Heath here in just a second. First, I've got to tell you about betonline.ag. It's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, betonline.ag is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all your updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor contest open now at betonline.ag. If you head to the website right now and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive 100% off your welcome bonus, use that promo code Locked On to be able to turn that one in. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th, season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up using promo code NFL 100. Bet online is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all your sports action from football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of the great offers available for the 2021 season at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, that's kind of a, an interesting thing, too. If, if you think back to those Southwest Conference days, you had a lot of teams that kind of continued to move forward, whether it was uh, you know Arkansas joining the SEC and you know Texas and uh, a lot of those other teams in Texas joining the Big 12, and now you got Texas joining the SEC, which is still crazy <laughs> to think about. But I, I've just always been curious about, you know, Rice, they were a part of the Southwest Conference, and it seemed like they were never able to get on to one of those Power 5 conferences or anything like that, especially once all those teams joined the Big 12. Uh, what, what kept that from happening? What was it about uh, the situations back then in the 90s when conference expansion and realignment was happening that uh, didn't have Rice joining, whether it was the Big 12 or the SEC or anybody else? Well, now you you put me on the spot here. Uh, one, <laughs> I don't want to speak to know the history back then. I was picking my nose as a 13, 14-year-old when that happened, but from what, uh, I don't want to sound like this trusted reporter that I am not, but uh, so, but what the buzz here, again, the friends I know that were around at that time, a lot of it came down to Baylor, uh, the governor at the time, and Richards, and then uh, Bob Bullock, the lieutenant governor, how they were able, as, oh, uh, political folks are want to do, you know, practice some, uh, a give and take on the political side and rice got left out of that. And 
they well, they haven't been in that premier conference. I mean, we won a national title in baseball in, in 2003. Um, there's there's been some successes in other areas, but hopefully, who knows? One day when the landscape uh, shakes down, who knows what comes down here? Because nobody would have predicted Texas and OU to the Southeastern Conference. I don't think outside of. <laughs> I guess Joe Cipriano and Chris Del Conte maybe and the Longhorns and uh, Sooners folks, but uh, it would be loved to be in that kind of limelight. But, I mean, right now Rice just isn't in that conversation. They want to excel where they're, they're at right now. So when that news broke at the time, as far as teams moving, Texas OU, were there any discussions as far as Rice possibly moving? Because it, it seemed, like you said, maybe one day, but were there any discussions at the time? Because with those headlines and those two teams moving, there was a lot of talk around the country about possible movement with many teams. Yeah, I know that when the Big 12 originally, I mean, side note, the Big 12 really, they, they didn't add enough teams, but they could have added like four teams and, and had – a good puncher's chance going forward. Well, now we have known is that Texas and OU never wanted that. So it's a moot point now. I, I don't know 100%. I'm not in on those conversations. It's probably obvious. But I think with Rice's academic and, and world-class education, they offer a lot to the table. And they've proven that when given that opportunity, they can excel um, and be competitive in that level. They, But – it's all about the now and controlling what they can control now at this at this level and going after another conference USA championship. They can't worry about that because I mean those decisions are made so far above us us working folks. But that is uh, it, it's a great aspiration someday. But I, I don't think again this is just me reading the tea leaves here. I don't think there are people around that are saying oh if we only we could get to. The, uh, this conference or that conference, whatever. I, I don't think that they, they want to be successful where they're at now. They have, I, I don't think they're unhappy by any means whatsoever. All right, JP, before we let you get out of here, man, you don't have to give it exactly in a score prediction or anything like that, but uh, what do you think happens this Saturday? How do you think the game goes for Rice and Arkansas, and how do you think it all goes down? Man, I'll throw the fastball. I think, <laughs> I think it's close in the fourth quarter. I really do. Um, maybe have a playful tweet at me, if not, because I think Rice has a little more explosiveness back. They Here's one thing I know they can't do, is they can't get down the 14 to the 20 points early. If they can keep it in that 7 to 10 point window, get a few stops. Uh, they've had problems forcing turnovers, too, in the past. So if they can kind of knock the ball around a little bit and hit some folks, um, then, then that's the recipe, I think, they can control that line of scrimmage to make it a, a close game in that fourth quarter. So, man, that'd be sweet, though. Uh, coming in Old Southwest Conference, so like we talked about a few minutes ago, and, and flying out of there with a, a W, um, it, that, that would be something else. And Rice, is, uh, Rice has played all, practiced all week to, to get that win, and I can't wait to see how it plays out. 
Yeah, it should be a good one. Uh, I think Arkansas fans are pretty used to having non-conference opponents come into Fayetteville and win here of recent days. But for their sake, I'm sure they're hoping the opposite happens. But it's going to be a great game, though. It should be an exciting atmosphere and should be a lot of fun. J.P. Heath, the voice of the Rice Owls, really appreciate you joining us. J.P., have safe travels. Enjoy Fayetteville, man. Good luck on the call and good luck the rest of the season, all right? Thank you all very much. Appreciate you. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNavers for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 